hello and welcome to another episode of the psychology of womanhood i am your host shannon i can lady battle and thank you for joining me this is a podcast where we dive into issues that affect us as women that get in the way of how we see things how we interpret things and how not having the right meaning can have us behave in ways that can be destructive to our lives. So we're here to come together and just try to reason with one another, get a better understanding about things because as a man thinks, as a woman thinks, so is she. I am excited about today's topic because we've really been looking at just emotional hurt and healing those emotional wounds so we haven't gotten to the process of healing but when I'm in my therapy sessions I often let my clients know that the premise of what I do in therapy is in all you're getting get an understanding and I want people to be able to understand why why am I showing up this way why am I not able to show up how I want to why am I unable to get to my goals without such struggle why does it always seem as though everything is always a fight and there's so much resistance there's so many whys when people come to therapy and then as they're experiencing all of these different struggles then it becomes overwhelming it begin it begins to show up as a clinical diagnosis because they've allowed all of the issues of life to compound them where it literally stamped them down into the ground it's like walking on regular ground and then stepping in quicksand and yet there's no one there to help rescue you the more you move the more you sink when you stay still still you're still sinking but at a slower pace regardless if you're in that quicksand you will sink unless there is something to help maneuver you out a support an anchor an object something needs to help move you i also want to invite you uh, while you're listening to facebook there's a group there that we've created called Jesus Loves Therapy. And I really think that that's going to be helpful for a lot of people who are struggling with trying to walk their Christian walk and then understand how to effectively deal with their mental illness. We dealt with, I'm old school when it comes to church and a lot of traditions that I'm, I'm that have guided me and have helped me to to understand and build the relationship that I have now but also I have had to unlearn a lot of old traditions that just weren't biblical and I understand the rationale of how they were created during the time that were they were created but when we're looking at where things have evolved today the word stays the same but there are methods that are outdated and there are methods that God wants to do and show us and he wants to do a new thing so go on over to the Facebook group is Jesus Loves Therapy and it's a public group you can jump in and you can contribute if you're interested Uh, just follow some of the information in there and it will definitely direct you where you need to be but today we're going to be talking about the emotion of jealousy how jealousy shows up and what it does to us in a positive and negative manner in in context with relationships when i was looking at jealousy i I, I first referenced scriptures and i was looking at 
so many different scriptures where it talked about the impact of jealousy and what it does. And a lot of the scriptures related it to a negative impact, a negative uh, relation. It was a negative connotation to anger, to other uh, fueled emotions that can lead us on a path of destruction and destroying particularly relationships. And so one of the ones that stuck out uh, for me was 1 Corinthians 3 and 3. For you are still of the flesh, for while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? Jealousy, when it comes in, it can be induced by something that we see. It can be something that's there because of a past experience, or it could be something that happens as we notice something in relation to a future idea of something. But when I was looking at the actual definition, there was one by White and Mullen uh, in 1989. They said that jealousy is a complex of thoughts, emotions, and actions that follows loss or of or threat to self-esteem and or the existence or quality of the romantic relationship when the perceived loss or threat is generated by the perception of a real or potential romantic attraction between one's partner and perhaps imagery rival. So it lets us know that jealousy can stem from things imagined, not things that have already actually happened. And we see that when we have, and when I have a lot of couples come in and they have an issue, say, for example, with communication and intimacy. And there may have been some infidelities, some mistrust there, and they're trying to figure out how do we get back connected and build this relationship stronger? Well, what happens often while the focus is how do we, you know, do healthy communication? We do our rules for fighting fair and things like that. But when you have emotions that have been tainted to the point where they're actually stimulating the outcome of the miscommunication, the goal that you're trying to achieve, then you're never really effectively dealing with the core issue. So when I start talking to my uh, partners about what is it that makes them infuriated with each other? What is it that, you know, is a divider when they're interacting with other people? And we'll have people that will sometimes come in. The woman will say, well, he's always at work and he's not showing up. And he goes to dinner with all of these business clients and he's always out. So it seems as though she's demanding and wanting more of his time when really what has happened as a result of him spending so much extra time, she's developed jealousy. And so when jealousy happens, then there's that strife that was talking about in the Bible. So you've been praying and you've been asking God, okay, God, why can't I communicate well? Why am I always blowing up? Why is it that every time he his phone rings, I become angry and I get aggressive? Well, even though you know that he's not doing anything, there still has been a root there that has planted in your mind that has developed into a perceived threat, a threat that you're going to lose him, a threat that you're going to lose her. And then you start developing these perceived images of attractions 
And if that's in your head, every time that phone rings, guess what? You're not seeing the fact that it's a client. You're seeing a female relationship. And then now it's become so excessive, you start to see other images with it because the brain is trying to, you know, let you know that stranger danger, here's a problem. The problem with that is when you're trying to work on rebuilding the relationship, you're never able to get to the point where you can actually see productive, consistent results because there's always that part of you, that part of that flesh that still is trying to manage the jealousy. Jealousy is something that we don't like to admit. If any of us could be honest, we like to show that we are supportive. Think about the friend, someone you went to school with. Think about getting ready for your high school reunion or your college uh, reunion. And you're getting ready to start doing comparisons, what people have done throughout the years and how has it shown up and what results that they have currently. Well, when they come and you begin to intermingle, depending on where you are emotionally, it may not be a good interaction. It may not be a good coming together and celebration. Why? Because now you have already been challenged inwardly to your self-esteem. Your self-esteem is now put online and put on threat because you've made a comparison and as a result of the comparison now you're perceiving serious loss dag i didn't do all the things that i should have done had i stayed with this man or had i not chosen you know this my husband or had i not become a mother you know early on had i not put my career first i may have a child All of those things begin to ponder in your mind, and those are own personal insecurities. So your insecurities can always come in and introduce these counterintuitive emotions. These are your negative thoughts, your negative emotions. And when it's time to do something for recognizing or celebrating another person's accomplishments, well, because that that part of you that is threatened because of what you perceive as loss, it now shows up where you're unsupportive and you protest. You protest in ways of not supporting. Um, If someone asked you to come to their event, you're not gonna come to their event because it didn't involve you or it's greater than what you perceived for yourself. And you're just totally just uncooperative. It's a bitter place to be and it's a definitely a challenging place that can brew on anger because as you begin to sit back and watch everything go before you, it feels like life, relationships, and people are just passing you by. And so you want to make sure that you deal with jealousy where it is and be honest about it. Everyone gets jealous. I have uh, a golden doodle and my dog is such she's a she's such a baby she loves as soon as you come in she's greeting you jumping on you tail wagging happy to see you and wants all this attention all this love 
she is so spoiled that even when she wakes up in the morning she goes straight into the bathroom looking for me because typically once she's up I'm already in the bathroom and she sits there and she waits and she wants her rug her rubs and her hugs but now she had a child and my mother bought that dog she had a pup and when that dog comes over that dog is just playful it's her baby it's her daughter you know what I'm saying this is your girl but when she comes over and she's playful and if she's getting too much attention my dog gets very jealous and what does she do she gets angry and I know she gets angry because what happens she snaps and she gets so controlling to the point where she is like a she becomes like a poacher. She wants to just be on you and lay on you because she wants to assert her her domain, which is these are my people, these are not yours, and you can't have them. So I'm going to show you that they belong to me because I'm going to cause interference and I'm going to lay on them. And we see that in relationships. We see where, you know, you can be out chilling and you're out and then all of a sudden, you and your girls, you know, y'all, you know, it's a group of y'all, you and your girls are doing good. And somebody walks up, another girl walks up and you could be the jealous friend of the level of relationship that your other friend has with that other person. And then you may find yourself being very intrusive, very, you know, evasive of that person's space, you know, trying to get involved and insert yourself, not because you're just, you know, casually interested, but because you're really jealous. And so jealousy just shows up so many different ways and it causes us to not be happy and become more resentful towards others. So you want to be able to look and examine in your relationships, why is it that you're not able to maintain quality relationships? Why is it that when your friend who you love begins to step outside of their box and they get to show up and they start showing steps towards a goal that they're progressing in, initially you were their cheerleader, you were their advocate, you were their supporter, but as they start advancing, as they start growing, as they start doing new things and attracting new relationships, what happens to the friendship? What happens to you? We'll say sometimes, oh, we just outgrew one another or we're just going different paths in life. No, that can be the case. And then in in the church, what we'll find is, oh, God told me to leave that person alone. Really? That was, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that you ain't hearing from God. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. But when you start feeling complicated emotions, because you start seeing a person do another thing and you deny and say that is God and really not deal with the root, you might be dealing with jealousy. You might be dealing with something that causes you to have interference on the core values of the relationship that used to exist and you throw away a great relationship all because the person just did something they were doing something different and something different just started showing up and showing up with results in their life and then if you were there sitting in comparison I I met someone who is just still so angry and bitter because they contributed an idea to someone that did something with it they added it they made it theirs and literally became a billionaire and the person you know was just so bitter because they felt like the person just left them in the wind just left them hanging there it's like you know I helped her I helped her to get where she was and she gave me no credit and that 
damage the relationship because then bitterness set in, anger set in, and now I have so much anger, I can't even be in your presence. Our families can't even get together um, unless it's a funeral because I just despise the ground that you walk on. That's what, you know, that individual uh, friend that I have was experiencing. And if you bring up the word jealousy, guess what happens? People get so offended. I'm not jealous. What would I have to be jealous of? I got my own stuff. God has been good to me. But you get so defensive with it. I think, you know, if you've never explored it, I'm going to challenge you today to begin to explore and do a little bit more researching and self-assessment about the word jealousy when it comes to your relationships, whether it's relationships with your family, relationships in your workplace, relationships with um, your, your, your spouse, partner. I want you to be able to start looking at why do you keep showing up with a bitter heart when things are introduced into the relationship? There are, you know, things, you know, emotional reactions that cause us to, you know, have these, these uh, different types of interests. And you want to ask yourself, how does their success threaten you? Is it really an actual threat or have you perceived something so strong in your heart that that's just the way that you think and that's all you can see? And so if it's all you can see and then you're thinking so much about it, then you start experiencing a heart and a mind disconnect, which is causing so many different layers and probably drawing you to a counselor's couch because it's a lot to have to work through and a lot to unpack. So I'm not really talking about comparison. We're always making comparisons, you know, compare, we compare against our own self, what we look like in this size 10 bathing suit versus this size 12 bathing suit, which one looks better. We compare our own pictures. If we didn't, we wouldn't tell somebody delete that one, retake another one. The same person, same picture is all you. But yet, you know, we're comparing what looks better in comparison to something else. And, you know, just look at, okay, what are positive and negative responses to this jealousy? When you see another person coming into the fold that does present a threat in the relationship that you have, whether it's a friendship or your or your spouse, does it make you, you know, want to step up your game? Does it make you want to make sure that you are... Uh, being seen as you know the light in that person's life and that you know you are an equal or better contributor in that person's life or is it bringing on different negative um jealous it's a negative jealousy that brings on a lot of suspicion suspicion resentments um does it bring on fear does it bring on sadness whatever it is you know what is it doing to make you partner focused in a negative way because if it's coming out positive then it's promoting the relationship it's not damaging it so think about what's going on what is the core of the of the experience that you're having in your relationships there are some tips that I want to give you before we close out I want you to you know just look at a relationship that you had that maybe you still didn't have closure about it. You have some form of acceptance because you may have been the one to choose to walk away or that person walked away from you. And I want you to look and evaluate 
like on a timeline, what happened during the course of the relationship? When did you notice that things just felt really awkward? Because sometimes we are in a spot and think about times when you've been really low. You may have been experiencing an adjustment, stress-related issue, a crisis, and it caused you to seep down into, you know, some depression. And now you had a friend who was elevating, who was shining, who was being able, it's like they had the magical touch. Everything they touched turned to gold and your stuff was just turning to coal. And what happened to that relationship during that time? Was there enough trust and loyalty in order for it to be able to sustain or did you all choose to just go different paths because you were at different levels and stages of development based on experiences and when you go back to evaluate that look to see in question were there any moments where you potentially felt jealous were you ever looking at that person and their success and comparing it to what was going on with you at that time what you weren't getting what wasn't happening in your life what wasn't showing up what did you lose? Because what happens is you live in regret even though you move on. You regret that healthy relationship. You regret not maintaining that friendship because that was a person that outside of their success, you were able to have close intimate relationships with. They know so much about you. They knew who you were, but yet you all came to this crossword road and nobody knew how to build the relationship to keep moving in an effective way for one another. So sometimes when that happens, the best thing is to depart. But I want you to examine because why? We don't want to keep duplicating the same issues. We don't want to keep bringing those same thought processes into our current relationships or potential future relationships that are waiting to attract into your life. Thank you for listening today. Remember, if you want to continue um, just having conversation and dialogue, you can follow me on my homepage, uh, my home site, shannonbattle.com. Send me an email. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear any suggestions or comments that you may have. And don't forget, go over to Facebook and join Jesus Loves Therapy group. It's re- We're building it. And I know over time, it's just going to be really helpful because I really want to re- remove that barrier and stigmatism that, you know, make Christians misunderstood because they do things such as see a counselor or they may take medication because they have some type of mental illness going on. If you're ill and you're hurt, sometimes you have to take medicine. It just is just a part of, you know, that that healing process. But, you know, it just depending on what you're believing and what's going on with your body physically, that doesn't mean that's the final outcome. And even if it remains that way, it doesn't mean that God loves you any less. And that me- that doesn't mean that you won't be any less effective for the call that he's placed on your life. Remember, you have a calling, you have a purpose, and that God can use you in any state that you're in. And you're never so low where you can't help somebody else. So today, as you're listening, think about ways you can be kinder to one another. Think about ways you can be kind to yourself and begin to allow yourself to be free and not miserable because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. You all have a great rest of the day and I thank you for tuning in and thank you for your support. Remember, sharing is caring.